0: And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That scripture is coming from Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. Welcome back to another episode of Girls on Another Level. I'm glad you're sticking in for season 2 because it's been amazing. And honestly, I can tell the growth from season 1 to season 2. I'm getting a lot better. So thank you to anyone who stuck with me. I really appreciate it. All right, so let's get into it. By the clip I'm about to play, can you guys figure out what kind of career we're gonna be talking about
1: today? Um, I was in Target and when I went to the register, the girl was like, oh, can I ask you a question? So I'm thinking she's gonna ask me where I get my bangs attached. But um, (laughs) that's that's not what she said. Uh, She goes, "Um, how do you know when you're ovulating? And I was like, "Ma'am, we are in Target. Um, you can have that kind of conversation in Walmart, all right? Like, we don't, we don't talk like that here. This is classy." But all
0: right, guys. So welcome back to another episode of my podcast, "Girls on Another Level." Today I'm here with, guys. It's such a small world. I gotta tell you because. <laughs> She's from Columbus, y'all know that's where I'm from, yeah. represent 706 all day, and Miss Mia Jackson is from Columbus, Georgia. I am from Columbus, Georgia, thank you for having me. No, so, thank you for joining, good. so how are you doing today? I'm good,
1: how are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, this is, yeah, it, it, I just, I'm still, like, anytime I think about people that are from Columbus, I'm like, oh you're
0: from Columbus, like, yeah, this is just, yeah. Every time, it's like, anybody you meet, it's just like, you're we're, from Columbus? We're everywhere. We're everywhere. we
1: I was, was, I was in, um, what was that? I was in New York? That's where I'm living right now. Mm-hmm. I was in New York, and I was talking to somebody one day, and I'm like, he's like, yeah, you wouldn't know, which I'm from a town in Georgia, you wouldn't know. And I was like, try me. What's the town? And he's like, oh, I'm from Columbus. I was like, like no, really <laughs> not. And I was like, I'm from Columbus. <laughs> and we're like, how? It's like, so why? crazy. Was yes, it was so. And he went to the. I'm older than him, but he had gone to the same elementary school with me and oh everything. Elementary school? Did you go to? <laughs> It's probably closed
0: now, but I went to Casino Road Elementary oh, yeah. was a Rothschild, and then I went to Kendrick. Um, I yeah. went to Georgetown in East Columbus, and then when we moved, you know. But yes. So you came here for high school? Yes. Okay. My sister went to East Columbus. Really? Yeah, yeah. So my yeah. sister...
1: She went to East Columbus.
0: St. Mary's, I think. Yeah. I went there too. Yeah, so. I moved around elementary school like Pinehurst. I started there. Yeah, so my
1: sister started. My sister started at Pinehurst. Then she went. I think first. I think second grade she started going to St. Mary's. Wow. Then she went to East Columbus. Then she went to Kendrick, and she graduated from Georgia Southern. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So I this could... is. I know this is ridiculous. This is crazy. Just a little. <laughs>
0: catch sorry, guys, we're I'm getting sorry. excited
1: about Columbus. Okay,
0: all right. All right, so <laughs> tell the viewers a little bit about yourself. All
1: right, so as you already know, I'm from Columbus, and um, I, so when I left Columbus, I went to University of Georgia, so that's where I graduated from, mm-hmm. and I was a speech comm major. Mm-hmm. And um, and I just used to think like, oh, I could probably do something where I talk mm-hmm. all the time. So my initial goal, I originally thought, oh my God, I love speech comedy so much. I'm gonna get a master's in this and then I'm gonna get a PhD and then I'm gonna be a professor. Like, I just knew I was gonna be a professor. that's what you're gonna do. Oh, I knew I was gonna be a professor, like, like, with a concentration in African American, like, speech. That's what I thought. That's Mm -hmm. what I thought. And then around the time, maybe a year and a half after I graduated, Mm -hmm. I used to secretly always think I should be doing comedy because I thought I was hilarious. And most of my friends were like, no, you're goofy, but you're not. (laughs) You're not funny. And I was like, No, I am funny. And mm. then I saw this open mic in the paper. I was working, I was an administrative assistant at the College of Veterinary Medicine. So I would be taking reports for animals and all kind of stuff. And then I'm like secretly sitting there going, I'm gonna be a comedian. And then I started going to
0: an open mic in Athens, Georgia, mm-hmm. and that's how I first got on stage. Oh wow. Yeah. So Seeing that you didn't start off wanting to be a comedian, how do you tell the difference between somebody with a sense of humor and somebody who has potential to be a comedian? You know, it's a—it's so interesting you say that because I was
1: just talking to somebody about that the other day and we were saying how there are some people you will meet who are, like you said, they have a sense of humor, mm-hmm. but there's still got to be a thing in you that makes you go, oh, I want to get on stage because you kind of have to be a slightly delusional really to go i think i'm funny enough to go talk in front of other people yeah. like you, it's, it's a it's a bold move it's a it's a very bold move because you you're thinking i think that my thoughts are hilarious enough for people to hear mm-hmm. and you've got to be crazy to go yeah that makes sense yeah. and, and it's also like you're just putting yourself out there too and so it's really just a. Because I've seen people that I've met before and I'll go, oh, man, this person is really funny. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, my God, this person should be a comedian. And they're like, no, I would never. I would mm-hmm. never. So it's really more of a you got to want to do it. And I've seen some people who seem super just regular, calm, chill. And then they are some of the funniest people you would ever meet. Oh, so wow. it's really just that whole. Do I want to do this thing? And, and where it comes from it'll yeah. happen eventually. Yeah, yeah. If, if you want it to, happen. <laughs> if you, want, if you want, it. want it to happen, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. So you said that um, you started off doing HR. How long were you doing that?
1: So I was. So it was. Well, I was. I was HR adjacent. So adjacent. I worked for. I worked for a dot com. I won't say, anything, but I worked for a dot com. And um, I actually started out. I was a. I was a. Uh, a trainer like just an online trainer where hr people would call me and Mm -hmm. then i would show them how to use our site and how to find resumes and things like that Mm -hmm. and then i became a corporate trainer so then i was the person that trained those people so i would teach people um we have like two different sides of the business where you would teach people that like oh these are the recruiters that hire people and then you also have the people that are looking for jobs so i would train so I would train the people that if they were like, oh, this is how you spot a good resume or this is what you need to have in a resume when you're talking to these people that are looking for jobs. And then if you are an employer, these are the things you need to be looking for. So okay. I kind of did all that stuff. Also, while I was still doing
0: comedy. Oh, wow. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so I was doing it. How was the balance with that? Oh <sighs> Well,
1: <laughs> um, this, so this is what I, I like to tell people. I'm like, so if there is something that you like to do or you, you have a passion outside of whatever your day job is because you still have to make money mm, and that's yeah. the thing when you start off doing comedy you get paid in chicken wings and drink tickets <laughs> if you get paid at all oh, wow. so yeah um so you still have to you know you still have to sustain yourself so I um you just have to I would try to build out time to say okay well this is my job I'm doing this from you know eight to five and then my time later on in the day is going to be devoted to this other thing that, that I like. I'm so too. Yeah, and so luckily, since comedy is at night, a lot of times How I that would worked out. Yeah, I would leave job. I would leave my job and go to a show. <laughs> so yeah, and then during the day, I would sometimes not do what I was supposed to do and <laughs> taking notes. Like, ooh, I want to do this joke later. I want to try this thing. But yeah, so it's a you do have to balance it out for sure, and you have to make sure like, yeah, let me tell the people at my job that I really like being here and yeah. I love my job. So. You know? <laughs> Marking down the countdown (laughs) when it's time to go. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But just if you have to balance it out and you have to decide like if this other thing is important to me, how do I start? How do I go from, well, now I get rid of this job to now I start doing this other thing all the
0: time. So so once you, um, excuse me, once you realize that you wanted to do comedy, how long? What was the point for you to realize it's time to quit this corporate oh. <laughs> job and do my passion? <laughs>
1: it's, um, that, so it was probably about um, how long I'd probably been about six and a half, maybe, maybe because I worked there almost eight years. But mm-hmm. at the six and a half year point, that's when I started getting like some really big shows. Like I started to. I got to, I think at one point, when I was still working there, I opened for Amy Schumer when she was at the Cobb Energy Center, Mm -hmm. Dave Chappelle was here, he was at the Tabernacle, I got to open on some of those shows, so I'm like, oh, okay, I'm starting to do, like, big stuff, stuff." and then, um, at the job, there were also people who, this is a thing that happens realistically when people know that you have other interests. They, they will sometimes try to, you know, go, oh, let me see if this person really wants to be here. And I started kind of getting questions like, Are you sure you like doing this job? Are you or how committed are you, are you to this here? And I'm like, Ugh. And Just so a little longer. <laughs> yeah. And so I kind of started feeling like at the same time like that they were getting tired of me. I was also getting tired of them. And I'm like, I kinda wanna leave anyway. And then what happened, I always refer to it as a, um, I call it acquiring. It was a um, quit firing is what happened. <laughs> so they were like, you know, we think, they're like, you're good in this department, but we we think you're not a good, you need to be in another department. And I went, oh, I actually just don't want to be here at all. And yeah. I went, so can you guys just fire me? me? And they were like, what? Like, you? they're like, no, you need to go home and think about it. I was like, oh no, no I don't, I don't think about it at all. And then they, they still made me go home and go, Think about why don't you it. come back in a couple of days and let us know how you feel. And I was like, the answer is the same. And the cool thing about it, though, is that I had already been doing so many shows. And, and I already made a lot of connections with people that when I quit, slash got fired, slash <laughs> all of that all together. Because, um, I mean, I straight up. And again, oh, that actually ties into, like, my mom is an HR. So when I told her mm-hmm. what was going on, she was like, oh, yeah, just, just she was like, just, she was like, just. She was like, no, don't, don't, don't quit. You know, yeah. like, She's like, she like, tell them you want to be terminated.
0: So, oh my so, goodness. I
1: was like, okay. And I always tell people, like, really, it was just, uh, just, I mean, you know, universe, God, all these things, whatever you want to call it. Like, it was just that. Like, it was because the moment that I, um that I left mm-hmm. the year before, I had taped this thing for Nickelodeon called Nick Mom's Night Out. And I don't have children, so I was like, Did y'all mean to put me on the show? But okay. And so I taped mine a year before. Mine did not air. And then a week or two after I was gone, they were like, "Oh, your episode's gonna air next week." So it really wow, that worked out. (laughs) So it looked like I was was a rock star, right? (laughs) Oh, for sure. And I was like, "What? Like, are you serious?" And and people (laughs) from. One of my friends that still worked there. She said that people were like, wait, she just left and she's already up. Like, what is this? Like, what happened? And then yeah. I got interviewed by the AJC for something. So then like the little blurb at the top of my picture, they're like, oh, we talked to comedian Mia Jackson. So people like she's what? on the AJC. <laughs> and that same year I auditioned for Last Comic Standing and I got on the show. That same year, so this was all within like five or six months of me leaving my job. Wow. Yeah. So and just no. a, and just a bunch of stuff just happened just back to back. Yeah.
0: Okay. So <laughs> being that you you started with Nickelodeon, you opened up for Amy Schumer, David Chappelle, okay, all these boss moves. But where did you get that first start? How do you get into so, booking gigs? Like, how does that work?
1: <laughs> so it is. So to. So a lot of people. Let me try to see if I can do some um, dispel some myths. Okay. So a lot of people think they go, oh well, you know, it might be some person that goes, I have a sense of humor, so we're just gonna get on stage. Yeah. And it's not that easy <laughs> to where you just say I'm gonna get on stage. So, um, and some people also say, well, shoot, I'm funny. <laughs> I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just get up there, I'm gonna just talk, and it's like, okay, you can do it if you want mm. to, and then when you're not talking about nothing. Those three to five minutes that you get the first time you get on stage Mm -hmm. will feel like an hour because you don't have anything prepared. So Mm -hmm. if anybody is interested in being a comedian, you have to write. Like you have to write. And that is, that's, you really don't have it. Like you have to write stuff down. You have to go, oh, I think this thing is funny. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Write it down. And then you also have to learn joke structure because there's a setup to a joke, the setup, the premise, like, hey, this is the idea that I'm presenting to you. And then you have to know what a punchline is. The punchline, that's the funny part. That's yeah. what people actually laugh at. So you gotta write, you gotta learn joke structure. One thing I recommend to people is watch some comedians that you like and, and not, to, not to go, I'm gonna act exactly like, like this person, you know, cause somebody might watch Kevin Hart and go, oh I'll just do exactly what Kevin Hart does and it's like no that's what Kevin Hart does but you can watch him (laughs) and learn you know you can watch like oh well how did he write that joke or how did he say this thing so Mm -hmm. you know pick some of some of your favorite comics and obviously content is everywhere now so you can watch whatever you want on anywhere anything, (laughs) anything so watch comics that you like learn and then you know find some open mics so that's the first step like you find places where you can sign up Where you can you know if you see a comedy club in town see what nights they have an open mic email them or however sometimes some people will do things like um, like a show up and go up so you come you sign up and then you might get picked or you might not get picked that night and you just got to keep going you got to keep showing up then um and then sometimes it's not even comedy clubs sometimes it's just bars that have open mic comedy nights and then you just you just go, and if, yeah, so it's, it's just that kind of stuff, and then as you start getting good at those shows, then if that venue, like I said, I'll go the comedy club route. So if a comedy club is an open mic, if they start seeing you on a regular basis, you're doing well, then they might eventually ask you, oh, well, why don't you come and, and, and host? And then, so that's usually the first step. You get into emceeing, and most traditional comedy clubs, it's a... MC slash host middle act slash feature and then the headliner the headliner is the person that people pay to see yeah <laughs> so, and so you just you start building up your time and when you host sometimes it's not even a lot of material you're just you're doing jokes but then you're also having to do like house announcers like hey guys you know thank you for coming and you know the exits over there, the bathrooms <laughs> over here, right. and here's your next comedian. You know, and this is what we got coming up next week, so that ends up being part of it. And then, as you start building up your time, so as you're a, an MC, you might do anywhere from ten to fifteen minutes at the top of the show, okay. and you're the person that's got to get everybody, everybody in this room hyped up, all that stuff. Oh, that's a big job. Yeah, it's <laughs> a, it's a, it's a big job. Then. um if 20 to 30 minutes, if you get a good solid 20 to 30 minutes, and that's when you can start being a middle act, and then when you get 45 minutes to an hour, then and if it's a good hour, then you can start headlining. So, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, so that's kind of the process, but and then along the way, just as you start networking with people, because there's, there's so many aspects to it besides comedy clubs, there's you can go to comedy festivals, which is like summer camp for comics, so you might see. Like, comics that I've met from all over. Mm-hmm. It might be a comedy festival. Oh, well, there's a festival in Atlanta, and it's comics from New York, and here, in oh, Chicago. Wow. Like, all these people that are in one place, and then sometimes industry bookers for other clubs, or TV shows, or different things like that, they'll be at those festivals. And wow. so but a lot of times in the beginning though it will be you just doing a lot of stuff on your own you're calling people you're i mean not so much i mean you can't some people will tell you to call you mm-hmm. know some like different places still have different processes where it's called on a certain time or you email on a certain day that kind of thing and then you, you just sometimes you get referrals to work at a comedy club so but it's a lot of you're reaching out to people and then as you start growing and people feel like you're doing well then you might get approached by a manager you might get approached by an agent and then some of the stuff that you were doing on your own, you now have somebody else that can do those things for you, and get the you into places. Yeah, get you yeah, the places that you weren't able to get in by yourself.
0: Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. I didn't realize like the process to it. I just, <laughs> I don't know that much about <laughs> comedy, but it's really yeah. some legwork. You can't just be funny yeah. and just think that's going to get oh. you
1: anywhere. Yeah, That's crazy. It's a lot. Yeah. It's so, it's so much stuff. And, and, and I'll talk to, you know, people in my family who don't know how it works, and they'll go. Well, yeah. you just need to call. You know, you need to call this person because I was watching. Such a, you just need to call Jimmy Fallon, and I'm wow, like, okay. You can't just. I don't know Jimmy Fallon. Right. Like, I can't, it I can't just. not like, like you can't just call this man. Yeah, you know, steps. you got you know Steve Harvey. You need to. Uh, next time you see Steve, I'm like, I'm not. I'm. It's not the likelihood of me running this. Steve is very low. You know, yeah. so you got stuff like Do you know Cat Williams. You just need like. No, no auntie, no no cousin, I'm not.
0: Thank you, but no. no. like that's not how
1: it works. (laughs) Yeah, so it's a lot of work you got to put in and just, like I say, and also with the writing part of it, it's you do a joke Mm -hmm. and you might think you have the most hilarious joke in the world. You go to an open mic and work that joke out Mm -hmm. and the crowd might just look at you and you're like, oh, that punchline I thought was funny was not, at all. So now I got to go back to the drawing board. Now I got to rewrite. And then you also have to record your sets and either you can do audio, you can do video, but you need to watch yourself when you perform Mm -hmm. because one of the worst things I used to do when I started, did not know I was doing this. I thought that when I went on stage that I was just going up there standing still and got the mic standing. I'm like, performing for people mm-hmm. and i remember the guy i was dating at the time was like have you watched yourself on stage and i said um i was like no i haven't." I was listening he goes you need to watch yourself sometimes he said i don't know if you know this but you you grab your crotch a lot when you perform. <laughs> and i
0: was like no
1: i don't i mean i <laughs> I listen I was arguing I was like I do not I was like oh Oh my goodness! I had no idea and then I watched the video and I was like oh I owe you an apology because I do oh I I would have the mic in one hand I would just I'd be like oh just switch back and forth and I'm like (laughs) just switching from hand and I'm like why am I and then so I was like oh I'm like that is so one weird and distracting. I'm like, what would just probably just a nervous tick? And but I had to watch myself to go, oh, that is awful. I should yeah, not. can't do I've been, that. I've been doing that. So then after that, I started going, let me make sure I move with purpose. So I would go, sometimes I would go, let me just hold.
0: And I don't me have me the urge to so
1: have the urge to be grabbing <laughs> and pulling and being ridiculous. So yeah, but yeah, and it's but it's pretty much like you. You know how they say athletes will sit there and watch performances of themselves to go, oh, what can I do better? How can I fix, you know, oh, I'm shooting free throws and maybe I need to move my elbow or I did this thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's what that's what comics do. You sit there and watch performances and you listen to what jokes work, what didn't work, what people responded to. And sometimes it'll be a fluke where you've done something and you're like, oh, that was hilarious. And then you try it at another show and then you're like, hey, respond. Uh... <laughs> but then if you go somewhere and it's working, in multiple places and in different types of rooms and different types of crowds, then you find out like, oh, this is a solid joke. This joke is
0: working. Yeah. So when you have a punchline that doesn't, you know <laughs> doesn't quite work go well with the crowd, <laughs> how do you bounce back if you're like in the middle of your your set? How does that You work? know what
1: some it it you Sometimes you just have to acknowledge it. You have to go, oh, you know what? That was awful. That did not work. Um, let's try again. Okay. You know, and something like yeah. And then sometimes you have to go, oh, okay. You and know, hopefully, and you know, and you just hope that they'll they'll, they'll laugh roll at with it, you.
0: understand. Yeah.
1: Like- and then sometimes some people have little truths. they be like, listen, that was a new one. <laughs> you didn't know how that one was gonna go. So we did we'll, we'll, we know
0: now? Strike that out of the book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, since that you worked with Dave Chappelle, Amy Schumer, I'm sure other... Oh, there's so many great Other great people. What's your most memorable person that you opened up for or met that gave you any advice? Let's see. Who's
1: giving me lots of cool advice? Uh, Amy is probably one of the people that gave me a lot of advice because, one, it's not a lot of women in comedy, period. Like, yeah, it's just true. not a lot of women. And... Uh, I'd actually met her years ago actually working at the Punchline in wow. LA. Yeah, yeah, and I was I was hosting, and she was headlining, and we just just got cool from sitting and chatting and talking backstage, and um, last year I actually got to go on tour with her. So she was like, going on tour, want to know if you want to do these dates, and it was just really cool to be able to, to one, because we were doing theaters and like really like big rooms, and so... Um, there were certain things where you, you work a lot different from when you work in a club to when you mm-hmm. work in a the theater because it's like, okay, oh, this room probably holds 200 plus people. yeah. But you go to a theater and sometimes you're like, oh, well we have 2,500 people tonight okay. or we have, there was one crowd we did and I think it was maybe almost 7,000 Wow. People. Yeah. And so it was like, you, you play it very different. So there was just a lot of tricks and different things. And she's like, oh yeah, well, you know, remember like, you can still, you know, she's like, you know, um, she's like, you can still perform, you know, big mm-hmm. to people, you know, because you're you're in this space. And also remember, there's screens on the side so they can see
0: your face, restrain, you know, all that kind like, of stuff. She's
1: like, you can, yeah, and, and there's certain things. She's like, yeah, and also slow down on certain jokes. Like, you know, don't, she's like, you don't have to feel like you gotta rush through this because you know that people came to see me. She's like, no, take your time. She's like, I put you on these shows for a reason. So pause a little bit. I'm like, oh, you're right. I need to call. So then I'm like, let me, let me listen. (laughs) Like, let me, let me pause and (laughs) yeah. And she just was really good about just, I mean, just even just business things in general. Like I could call her and go, hey, you know, this person is talking to me about this thing. So what are your thoughts? So really like a lot of business stuff. She was really good about that. who else, I also worked with um, Arsenio Hall like I got to do Ooh. shows with him. And you know, as a kid, like his show was a show I watched as a kid yeah. and I'm like, oh my God. This is you. Yeah. In front of me. In front of me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he just, um, like, just seeing like showmanship and all that kind of stuff and like just watching him, like he was super gracious to me. And like, he's, you know, he's like, hey, come out, you know, when I get done, oh, you coming back out here on stage with me, you mm-hmm. know? And he's like, I'm making sure that everybody, See hey guys, you. this is Mia Jackson, and you follow her too. And I would be like, you do not have to do that. and He's like, so no, 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 I do. You, you're on my show, so wow. yeah. So, That's it was so super cool. Yeah, I'm super. cool, Yeah, so just kind of seeing stuff like that, like oh, like because he's like, this is the whole show. Because sometimes as a comedian, mm-hmm. you're by yourself so much you're Mm -hmm. traveling by yourself you're just doing all these things alone so you get very isolated and you're but then you have to remember like oh you're right this is about the show i gotta make sure that everybody gets love on the show i gotta make sure that i'm shouting out everybody like this is all a team effort because we're putting on a show for this crowd so Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah but i've gotten so just good advice from a lot of different people just over the years but like those are like two that for sure kind of Kind of stand out, yeah, oh, wow.
0: yeah. So I know you talked earlier about the writing process. What is your writing process like? Oh, my writing process. So
1: <laughs> um, now, y'all will say this. Thank. Thank God for technology because um, for the longest time, like for, I mean, I still do it sometimes, but mm-hmm. I have so many notebooks from over the years where I it would just be just writing 10,000 things and I would have stacks of notebooks and then I would get re-inspired and I would go, no, I need to buy a brand new <laughs> notebook. And then I have like three lines in that one. So I'm just collecting notebooks, for no reason, and then somewhere along the line, somebody was like, why don't you just start using note-taking apps? And I'm like, oh. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. (laughs) So that, uh, so I still have stacks and stacks of notebooks. So sometimes if I am somewhere to help me remember something, I will, sometimes I still need to like, oh, let me actually do the physical act of writing something Mm -hmm. now. But a lot of times now, if there's an idea, if I'm talking to someone, if I think something's funny, I'll just go, oh, okay, let me, um," I'm like, okay, let me go on my little (laughs) Evernote, and it might be, you know, I could be, okay, I'll give you an example. My sister, Mm -hmm. she's younger than me. My sister is a very funny person. So sometimes our conversations, we'll talk about stuff, and I'll go, oh, this is actually a funny thing, so let me pull out my my notebook. So I'll go Mm -hmm. into Evernote write something down, I'm like, oh, this is the conversation me and my sister had. And then I'll go, okay, now how can I make this relatable? How can I make this a joke? So um, one joke that I'm working on like writing process wise. Mm -hmm. So one day I sent my sister a screenshot this guy who i used to just think was the most beautiful man i had ever seen in college and i was like oh my god i'm like but i send the picture first Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh my god i was so smitten with this man and my sister wrote back and she goes hey next time can you um send the text first then the picture because i thought you were sending me a homeless success story oh my goodness and i was like oh that is Horrible, and oh
0: my goodness. but I'm like,
1: but, it, but to me, I'm like, oh, that's so funny, cause I'm like, then it start making me think about like, oh, how many times have we liked someone or thought mm-hmm. someone was attractive and then you show your friends and they're like, ew, like no, really. are you crazy? <laughs> like that... you've been looking at this person's face. You, you and know then it's like, no, let me just send another
0: picture. Let <laughs> right. me <get> another picture. <laughs> let me <find> another snapshot. <laughs> and
1: then you're like they're like, no, none of no the pictures you sent are good the pictures. Same. <laughs> right. And so so I'm so I'm thinking like so that's one thing I'm kind of working on now like, oh look, how can I make this conversation a joke? So so from going from the specific to i sent my sister a picture of a guy i'm like how would i say this for a crowd like oh my god like have you guys ever there was someone that you just thought was amazing mm-hmm. and, and your friends are like have you looked at his face you know that right. kind of thing like have you like are you okay Because mm-hmm. then she followed up and said oh she said was this around the time before you got glasses and mm-hmm. i was like wow and i said you really she really went <laughs> she in she really <laughs> just yeah but then i was like wow so i yeah it'll be something that i just if I think conversations are funny or if I just hey, if I'm reading an article and I'm like, oh, I wonder if other people, if anybody had this take mm-hmm. on this thing. So I'll just go in and start, like I'll I'll just take I'll take you through some of the stuff in my head. <laughs> like I have this one thing where I was telling somebody one day how I like the cookie butter from Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever had it, but I've it, never had it. Delicious. I'm gonna try it. And I was talking about it so much to where I told someone, I was like, oh, I am at the point now where I just eat the cookie butter straight out the jar. And I said, but I used to buy apples with it to make myself feel better. i oh I'm like, who God. I got apples? Like clearly this is,
0: this is healthy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating apples. And so when I said it to this other comic, she was like, that's so funny. She's like, you should write that down. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I was telling somebody else how um, like um conversation with my dad, a real conversation because I travel all the time. Um, um, he called me one morning, 5 o'clock, and he was like, uh, what kind of car do you have? And I was like, why? And he was like, oh, you don't drive like a black Nissan Altima? And I was like, no, I don't have an Altima. And I'm like, why? And then he goes, Nah, don't worry about it. I've seen this Amber Alert, and I said, Why are you, why are you calling me about an Amber Alert? And I said, Do you know how old I am? I say, If if I'm missing, I'm just missing. Right. And so then I started going on like more and more into the joke where I was so when I, I go, how could I expand this? So I'm like, Okay everybody at every age can relate to their parents being worried about them. Like it doesn't matter if you're five, if you're 20, if you're 50, if your parents are still around, somebody's worried about you. Yes. If, if, you know, I would, well, let me clarify, if your parents care about you. Uh,
0: yeah, that, that dads part. Dads.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I clarify, if you, got, if you got parents who like you, you know. So, so my, like your parents will still worry. So I'm like, this is, you know, I'm like, so my dad, I'm like, he still checks on me now. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is cool, like my dad still thinks he still checks on me and then i and so one of the lies that i added to the joke and i'm like this is so crazy that he called me about an ambler and i went oh this is cool because on one hand he thinks that people still want to kidnap me and i'm like or on the other hand my dad is a snitch and he thinks i've kidnapped somebody trying, trying to, to turn the me info. in <laughs> right yes. yeah and so that's how i wrote it into a joke where I went. Oh, and I'm like, so my dad's a snitch. I'm like, this is why I don't tell him nothing no, now, because really. he always trying to gather information to tell on me. So hey, It was very detailed. It's yeah, black. Yeah, it like, black. it 2011. You know, and my sister told me that he woke her up and was like, what kind of car does she drive? My sister oh, was he like, was really concerned. Oh, he was so serious. And my sister was like, why are you asking? She was like, do you know what Amber Alerts are? And so, you know, just kind of being like, all right, well, this is a joke about my dad. So I got... You know, jokes about family, jokes about my mom, my you know, my dad, like, you know, dating jokes, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, what's a thing that happened to me that's personal that I can make relatable to other people? Because, I mean, you can do jokes about, like, it's only so many topics. Like, people, get, like, people talk about politics, people talk about relationships, talk about, hey, I was outside and I saw this thing the other day. <laughs> yeah. But it's your take on it. It's what your personal take is. So I will just go in and start writing everything i think about something where i'm like oh i was watching this show the other day and i noticed this 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 and this Mm -hmm. or i was talking to my boyfriend the other day we had a conversation about this thing this thing and this thing you know and so then i just start writing that way and then taking my notes and then going to the stage and then i'll try to either if i'm going to the open mic or i'm just trying out jokes or if i have a booked show Mm -hmm. i'll try to slip in one of those jokes because i already have a bunch of other stuff that's worked out and then i'll listen to that go back and take notes and go oh well, you know what that one line that i thought really worked didn't work so let me change it to this thing yes
0: and by the way i watched one of your youtube clips and it was like a joke that you did with your boyfriend you guys were like broke up over like oh Oh, yeah. i was was cracking
1: thank you look and that see okay and that's okay i can tell you about the writing process of that joke okay so (laughs) I um like that like that really did happen it was a dude who straight up like he was like oh you get us food for the night and I was like yeah yeah I'm gonna get the food took that biscuit inside and he straight up was just like did you step on this did you step on my biscuit and I was like no like I did not step on the biscuit and he's like it looks like a footprint it looks like and I'm like oh my god so I never thought that that was like I didn't think it was funny enough for stage I just thought it was like oh this is a thing that's happened that's a thing that happened that's ridiculous so Mm -hmm. years after that happened the guy that I'm dating now we were talking one day and I was like oh that I tell you about the time this dude got to an argument over a Biscuit and he was like wait what (laughs) he was like no I need to hear this whole story he was like I need to know and so he was like oh you should do that on stage and I'm like what and then so he was like Tell me everything that happened. So I just tell him the full story and I started writing down everything that happened. Then mm-hmm. I started going back and going, okay, let me delete this. Let me take this part out. Let me add this. So that's kind of how that happened. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. Like,
0: did you decimate my face? <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's uh I was cracking up. Um, but do you have any goals that you're looking to accomplish by the end of this year or next year? Let's see. So,
1: um, let's see. So, one of the things, one of my goals that I have, like a goal that I will get to have this year is I did do a half hour special with Comedy Central. And so Congratulations. It's going to come out November 1st. So, okay. my next goal now, because that's a, so now that that's going to be a televised half hour, it'll be about twenty two minutes of material actually, but <laughs> what well, they'll shut. Up, but with commercials, it'll be a thirty minute thing. um So now that all that material will have aired, mm-hmm. like now my goal is like, okay, well let me get a new, let me get a new half hour, let me get a new thirty minutes. So I'm I'm trying to work on that like to have by the end of this year, so that I can start either building a do another half hour thing on something or. Start building up to where I now, the next thing I do would be an hour special, like by next year, or or at least the process would start gonna by next year. Gonna, okay. yeah,
0: so, okay. yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, so do you have any <laughs> advice that you want to leave before we go to anyone who wants to pursue this career? Oh my gosh, I always have
1: advice. <laughs> um, so, this is the thing you want if you want to do it just do it because a lot of times out of fear we'll talk to other people about something and then you let those people's fears stop you from doing what you want to do you know yes because you'll be like i was thinking about doing this and they are like why would you want to do that Who does that?
0: "Mm, do i want to do this anymore
1: yeah right and so and then you have people you know then you end up questioning yourself to where you're like oh maybe i don't want to do this thing so if it's something you want to do just do it like if you, if you want to do comedy and you think you have the, the drive for it if you think you have the the, the constitution for it if you think you have the disposition <laughs> for it then you just you go and you start and that's what i tell everybody i'm like you have to just start because i've talked to when I say countless people over the, mm. the years, it's people who went to high school with me and your mom who would who hit me up and they'll be like, I was thinking about doing comedy too. And I'm like, oh, okay, well then you gotta do this thing, this thing, oh, okay, thanks. And then I never hear from them again. Oh, wow. <laughs> because they're like, oh,
0: I didn't know. It was this much into I didn't it. I not know it was this
1: much stuff. Cause some people think you just, you just magically appear and fully formed and you're doing these shows and that's not how it works. So it's like one, so you think you want to do it. Just start and just starting means you got to write, like I said, start writing stuff down, whatever is the best way for you to write. If you are a a pen to paper kind of person, Mm -hmm. do that. If you want to put it on a Word document, if you want to put it on a note taking app, do that. But like start writing start finding open mics somewhere and then this is another thing that some people will do um because i did this when i was in Athens one of my friends he was running a show at a bar and then he's like oh would well, you want to just run the show with me and so then so you can start your own show so you, right. can, you can do something like that you can go all right you know if you know somebody that has a venue and mm-hmm. cool with them and they you can start your own show so but 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 you have to start you gotta start going to open mics you start talking to people, and also this is a very annoying part of it. But you gotta hang too after the shows. You gotta hang oh, and yeah? talk to other comics. And, <laughs> you know, you just gotta sit and hey, what are you doing next? And then meet other people, write with other people, sit down and talk to them. And because sometimes some of the you'll get we call them you'll get tags to mm-hmm. a joke. You'll get an extra punchline because it might be something about a joke where you're so into it that you haven't even thought of this other angle, and it could be another friend that's like, oh, well, why don't you add this to the joke? You know what? Okay, I'll, I'll try that thing. So main thing, just start, watch people that you like, go to some live comedy shows. Cause before I ever performed, mm-hmm. I went to watch some open mics too. Cause I was like, well, I don't know like what happens at these things. So right. I was just sitting in the back like, <laughs> hmm, okay. Um, and in fact, that's how I first was forced to get on stage because one of the guys at the show, he was like, you came here by yourself you didn't come to support anybody so he's like do you want to do comedy and i'm like why would you say that like what, what, what makes i you mean theology? i do <laughs> comedy people and he's like why don't you just come back next week and sign up and i'm like uh, okay <laughs> and wow. so that's how i first so yeah go watch some shows so you can at least go i know what this looks like mm-hmm. and then you just go from there and then you just keep going and that's what i tell everybody i'm like just keep going once you start, um, because I've met people over the years who will start, they'll stop, they'll start, they'll stop, and then they'll ask me, well, what did you do different? And I'm like, I just didn't stop. That's it. (laughs) Like, that's the only thing, I just kept going. That's the only difference.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that looks like all the time that we have today. I really appreciate you for sharing your story, your experiences. did you want to shout any social media or anything? Sure. I will, like I said, one, I don't know when you're going to, you know, but yeah, guys, whenever,
1: here's the thing. So whenever you listen to this, November 1st, 1130 PM on Comedy Central, that's when the special will come out. But also if you miss the airing, it should be online, <laughs> so you <laughs> yeah. can watch, of course, everything's online. everything online. And they'll clip up the special too, it'll be in short clips too, I think, so you'll be able to see it that way. Um, uh, I also have another thing on ethics that came out last year. So there's another, it's about, maybe about 20 minutes, but it's a half hour episode where I'm doing material and they're interviewing me. So that kind okay. of stuff. But I'm on uh, Instagram, at Mia Comedy. I'm on Twitter, at Mia Comedy. And then Facebook, I do have a, I mean, like a just a, you know, regular page, but then I have a fan page, which is just Mia Jackson. And I think it's the picture of me, with with like, a green background. So that's how okay. you know you've reached like my fan page. Okay,
0: okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a website, meandjackson.com. That's where all my there shows you are. There you go. Yeah. All right. Before we go, I have this mason jar full of inspirational quotes. Okay. So I wanted you to pick from the jar and read it aloud, just to inspire you and right. other people. Let's see. That's a lot in there. Look well, At first, I was
1: like, I was like, wait a minute, you um, you know, I was like, you're young. This might be full of kombucha <laughs> or something. Uh, <laughs> I was like, that's a cute mason jar. <laughs> Like, <laughs> oh my gosh okay um, strive for progress not perfection ooh I needed to get ooh. that <laughs> yes. I needed to get that
0: thank you I don't know why but it's just like every time people pick out the quotes it always matches up to something that they needed to hear oh, see how this works I needed to hear <laughs> so alright guys so thank you once again for tuning in to this episode and I will catch you guys the next time All right, guys, so before we go, of course, I have to do the business spotlight, and this week is going to go to Girl Plus God. Um, I've been following them through Instagram, and I'm trying to get me a shirt, but they do have shirts, but it's not just shirts that they sell. Um, Crystal Lee, who is the CEO and founder of this company, um, she also does planners, and it's all about women walking their faith in God. Um, That's something that I struggle with, and I'm always trying to learn and improve myself on. And this company, not through just t-shirts, but motivational quotes and things like that, that she posts on her Instagram, her website is something that's very inspiring. So ladies, if you're interested in checking out what her brand is all about, go to her website or her Instagram and it's girl plus God. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode and I will catch you the next time.